for your life. Technically, I guess. We're live right now. Yo, um, Mr. Misfit here, Adrian Harris, co-host, uh, Cat in the Hat, Mike Landrew. We are bringing you here episode number nine. Are we on nine? We are number nine. Intern, check on that for us. Definitely number nine. Hey, uh, all the listeners, we want to update you on a couple of changes we made. Uh, we've been gone for a little bit. Michael Andrew and I have been in a little bit of transition. He recently, uh, he's been in transition with his living conditions. Nothing I'm, bad. I'm not a transient, though. <laughs> Transitioning, not transient. Just wanted to throw that out there. And uh, I've had a, uh, a close friend of mine, um, be call, uh, that died, you know, um, so dealing with that and everything, but now we are back and we actually have a different spin on the episodes and we have a different spin on what this podcast is going to bring to our listeners. And so Michael Andrew has crafted this way better than I have. So I'll let him take it with it. <laughs> so yeah, guys. So, you know, we still are going to be jumping down rabbit holes and doing deep dives, but the thing that we have understood about each other is that we're a little bit of problem solvers or at the very at the very least um and curious always at heart and so what we're going to start exploring is life hacks and these hacks are going to help you figure out how to move more efficiently and more beneficially in life and to make sure that you're hacking life and getting to uh your happiness your joy your fulfillment and we are going to do that superficially, jumping in depth into different elements of our well-being, um, mental health, um, lifestyle health, creative health, all <laughs> things health um, to, to help you get there. So that is what jumping down the rabbit hole will be um, primarily about deep dives into creative thinking and life hacking um, to ensure that you are getting the most out of life. Getting the most Start out of life. to jump in there. Save what? me. <laughs> the other thing is, um, full disclaimer, uh, we have not tried all of these hacks. There are some that I per- that we personally have experience with, but um, we have not tried and exceeded all of these. And so uh, there are going to be quite a few of them that are conceptually um, conceptuals, and there's going to be quite a few that I or Michael Andrew will be able to talk to and pu- from a first-person perspective uh, full experience. Yes. So with that getting said, let's uh, let's get started with this. What are we talking about today? It's springtime. Fine. Yep. So first and foremost, thank God. Maybe <laughs> maybe Jesus had to resurrect spring because it has been ridiculously cold. Like I think everybody, no matter where they are from, is over the cold here in Atlanta. Um. So today. The day that we're recording, 75 degrees. It happens to be Easter Sunday, even though we're not supposed to date ourselves. It's, it's Easter and Sunday. April 1st. It's April, April Fools. Fools. So <laughs> we're not even doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. That's it. This is, I'm just playing. Um, so today we're going to be talking about spring hacks. First day of spring is coming up. Did, did it already pass? Did it, I miss the first day of spring? First day of spring. I missed it? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, see? Uh, so first, but only by a week. Only by a week. So the first hack that we're going to talk about is how to make sure that you know when the seasons <laughs> change. Um, but yeah, because uh, because spring has actually sprung. You know, we want to talk to you about traveling hacks because this is the time where a lot of people are going to start traveling. Whether it's weddings, whether it is graduations, spring break, spring Woo-hoo! break. That's that white yeah. boy wasted. <laughs> Uh, so all those different types of things are going to happen, and so we want to talk to you over the next few weeks on how to travel, um, whether it's via air, whether it's via car, train, some train, planes, Bike. trains, automobiles, um, and then also if you're doing a staycation, some some hacks there. So those are what we're going to be talking about. Please make sure that you are following up with us on all social media platforms. I'll be honest with you. I don't think I ever did a staycation. You've never done a staycation? I've never done a well, staycation. Well, then I'll be able to speak on staycations then because I've done a staycation. Like, I've definitely taken time off. I definitely stayed in one spot, but I never, like, called it a staycation. This is what a staycation is called. So you have had a staycation <laughs> that you do not want to define as such. I mean, I had a day off. Like, is that... No, the staycation needs to be, like, more than two days. 
Okay. That you have remained either in your place or in your city. Does like Hurricane Sandy count? No, like, it does definitely. Snowstorms don't count. It definitely does not, because you were forced to stay there. I mean, you could make the best of it, but it's not a staycation. All right. So it was just snow days, right? Those yeah. Just okay. So then we'll definitely be talking about that apparently as well. What maybe, defines a staycation? Maybe I can get a staycation between now and then when we get there. There you go. Like maybe I can talk about it. There you go. So the uh, first uh, conversation that we're going to be talking about is travel via planes. And the reason we're going to have this conversation is because um, the Mr. Misfit and Mrs. Misfit, I guess we'll call them, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do a lot of traveling um, via planes. And, you know, every time we're, we're having conversations, they always say some stuff. I'm like, man, I need to do that. Man, I need to do that. So we're going to be talking about how to make sure that we are utilizing travel via air um the best way possible um and we'll hopefully at the end of this you'll have some some insight feel feel free to i screw this up every episode i'm gonna get it right uh i'm not gonna date when i'm gonna get it right by but uh follow us on social media jump down rabbit hole um at gmail is our email address we are on twitter and we are on instagram and uh we will be on Facebook here shortly, and who knows, we might start doing some Snap Live. I've recently been uh, extremely interested in Snapchat, uh, not because of their issues with Rihanna or their that issue, but I've just been really interested in that. But that's a whole nother, not getting down that rabbit hole. So we're going to talk about flights and your travel by air, and we're going to start from booking the flight to actually getting on the flight, to getting off the flight. And what do you do when the first thing you get off the flight? And so uh, I've had the experience, I think Michelangelo technically had a flight longer than mine when you went to Dubai. Yeah. Dubai. I've flown the farthest flight I've had was to London uh, from here from the States. Yes, that's the farthest flight I've had. Don't look at me like that. Like, <laughs> oh, you're looking at, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. that that's it. shock. Right? Oh. See some more. <laughs> But the, um, the first thing you want to do is you want to maximize your dollar when booking a flight. And so we're going to recommend everyone go to uh, a website called Skiplag. And what Skiplag does, they are definitely hacking a loophole in the travel industry. And Skiplag means that they are always connecting flights throughout the city. Most people stay, stay free of connect, connecting flights. And... Skiplag, what it does, it allows you to take your connecting flight and get off in the midterm of that full flight. So, for example, if I am in New York and I want to get to Atlanta and I'm flying Delta and Atlanta is a hub of Delta, I will find a flight that is cheaper to fly to Denver or Milwaukee because not that many people are flying there. And so I will book a flight to Milwaukee through Atlanta and when I get to Atlanta I just get off the plane mm -hmm. it's okay you can just get off the plane full disclaimer you can't check a bag I mean you can no if you want your if you the want bags your bag. don't end up in Milwaukee if your bags need to go to Milwaukee <laughs> don't check, check a bag check um, those Sk Skiplag was uh, you can book directly on Skiplag Skiplag has been in constant fights with all the airlines because of that loophole because it, there's nothing that prevents you from getting off of there. Like the planes have to refuel. A plane has to go through a hub. The airlines have no choice but to do that, especially coast to coast ones. Uh, and so therefore, Skiplag has hacked, realized the system, exposed it and put it out for the masses. And the last time people do that, whenever you put out something for free that hurts big companies, you become an enemy. And it's not like people aren't still booking the flight. It's just that little loophole in there. The, the idea that flights are cheaper on Tuesday, I think is still relevant. Uh, sign up for any type of Sky Miles, especially if you want to be loyal. I, I'm loyal to Delta. And so we have Sky Miles. Like I recently took a trip and then end up going somewhere on the wrong weekend. I had the date wrong. And they was able to book the next flight going out for like $12. Because... Mm -hmm. You use some miles, so that was that was pretty dope. But uh, skip lag is a definitely great book. So now you book your flight to Milwaukee, but you're really going to Atlanta or whatever hub it is. 
you get off the plane, well, excuse me, you get to the airport, the first thing you got to do is you got to go through security. There's two ways to expedite your, <laughs> there's three ways to expedite your way through security. One is pre-TSA, which is a fee, I believe $80 for five years. And you get pre-checked and you see all those people like, hey, pre-check, you don't have to take off your shoes, you don't have to take off your belt or anything like that. It allows you to go through security a little smoother. The problem is pre-check is now very popular. Four to five years ago, it wasn't as popular. And so it was like, hey, it's exclusive. So now the general pop, no disrespect to the general population, but it's not the VIP anymore. It's more general population in there. So what you can do with, that's one of the ways you can do pre-TSA. The other thing is you can be clear. Clear is not in every airport. Clear uh, requires a full background check. Uh, clear requires biometrics, retina scan, fingerprint scan, and facial scan. Clear makes you skip the entire line. So, I mean, I gave up all my <laughs> civil, civil liberties and privacy. I should be able like, to skip the line. You get to, I mean, I've seen people, I have clear. I've seen people look at me in utter disgust. The fact that I go through fingerprints, scan the board and pass, it's clear. Don't even have, I don't even need to have my driver's license out for that. Mm. I just have my cell phone mm. and my two right fingertips. Two, two right fingertips. Two, four so, finger and middle finger so on my right hand. As long as I don't lose my those, those fingers. No, but then the biometric for the face and then there's another secondary scan. Okay. So that's one of the ways to to really get past that security point. You can always lie and say, hey, I'm running late for my plane and get through. But that's a little risky. Yeah, that only really right. works if you're really running late for your plane. Well, and even then, you still may miss your flight. You still may miss your flight. Depending on where you're flying. So just some quick facts, guys. Um, the uh, I'm with it with the facts. The, we, the, we don't have an intern yet. The, the Guard Force... <laughs> Was reading GarthForce.com, and they said that there are 37. million flights that are that were scheduled. This is back in 2014. Sorry, I couldn't pull up 2018. They said I haven't recorded those <laughs> yet. Um, and that was um, an average of like 102,000 flights per day. So that and that was back four years ago. With the advent of people traveling. That much more, and people kind of giving, getting over their either aversion or fear of being on planes. You can expect to be in an airport probably sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Um, so even before you guys uh, start traveling, number one thing also um, before we even start booking flights that I would recommend as a hack, and it does, it's not going to seem like it's a hack, is getting your passport. Mm. Like that's something that. The average person just doesn't think about getting because they're like, well, I don't have a trip planned or I don't have a trip scheduled or any of these different types of things. Um, and so then what happens is you get the opportunity to go on a cruise or you get the opportunity to go to, you know, Cuba, maybe. Like when they open up their borders and you don't have your passport. And the average time that it's going to take for you to get your passports is usually about six to eight weeks. Um, and that you may not have that time. So better for you to need it, uh, for you to have it and not need it, for them for you to uh, need it and not have it. This happened to me in New York, and especially if you are living anywhere on a border. A friend of mine, actually I was working for a company, they wanted me to go to Canada. Just to Canada. (laughs) That's the ice. Um, Just to Canada. And I couldn't go because I didn't have a passport. And then they were like, well, you can get a international... Uh, driver's license, right. right, for for the borders. That still was going to take two weeks. So then we expedited it, and something was wrong. That got denied, and so I ended up being out roughly about $800 um, because I didn't have a passport. So even if you think that you may not be taking a trip within the next year or two, that's fine. You can keep your passport for up to 10 years uh, if you're willing to pay the extra fee. Um, I think standard fees like right now six, five or six years. Right. Um, but you can pay extra fee to keep it for 10 years. 
Um, and just to have it, like I said, just have it. If you don't have any stamps, interestingly enough, people who often get pa passports because of the amount of money that they're spending to get it end up utilizing it. Right. So far better for you to have that as well. So speaking of passports, a little unknown fact is you can't enter a consulate without a passport. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Because that is foreign. That's considered foreign land. So you can't get invited to a nice black tie event at a consulate in New York or in D.C. Without and a without a passport. So for all you people getting invited to consulate dinners, get your passport. I'm just saying. They don't stamp it, though. That's the part that kind of, they don't stamp it. But I was in Russia, <laughs> in New York. In New York. Um, to rewind, if we had sound effects, we would play the, you know, the record backwards. Is one of the things pre-flight we talked about at the airport and everything. There's a couple of hacks that we want to put out there before even getting to the airport. Is we'll spend a little bit of time on packing. Mm -hmm. One of the most valuable things that I discovered and implemented is that to have your toiletry bag 100% ready. <laughs> so what that means is that you're not taking things. Sorry. <laughs> Cousin had to leave real quick, sorry. No, it's warm weather, windows open in the studio. What I what I mean by your toiletry bag is that everything in that toiletry bag is for travel purposes only. Mm. You're not taking your deodorant that you use on a normal day-to-day -day basis. Mm. You're not taking your toothpaste that you use on a normal day-to-day -day basis. Maybe your toothbrush, like I got an electric toothbrush, that kind of gets there. But like face creams, lotions, everything's already body washed. Exfoliating gloves, shaving, exfoliating gloves. You know, shaver, shaving cream, all that is already in the bag. So when it's time to pack, I grab the bag and I put it in the luggage, mm -hmm. and it's ready to go. It's almost like a go bag. It's ready to go. Don't have to worry about that. And if, on top of that, don't have to worry about getting through security with the minimum ounces and all that stuff. That's one hack. The other hack is definitely pack light. Pack extremely light. Carry on is a go. In in the summer, I can go at least almost two weeks with a carry on. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I can almost go two weeks with a carry on. So what should be in the carry on? Uh, for for two weeks. It's for two weeks. Definitely two weeks worth of draws. No, that's where false. Where are you going? Where you don't have to? I wouldn't. I wouldn't pack just two weeks. With two weeks. Yes, two weeks are worth of draws for oh. one week. Yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I misunderstood. Yes. Two weeks of drones for one week. Um, for one week of travel. Yes, I always double whatever for any socks because you never know. You never know where you might be stuck. And the prime thing is to have clean underwear. Uh, so today, if I were traveling, I would take a couple of my light uh, short button-down shirts, a couple of polos. Okay. I, a, I would probably wear a, a, a jean, take a jean. I would wear a jean. I would try to minimize to one shoe, one set of shoe that can kind of cover it all, okay. depending on what, what the activities are. Like I am packing, mentally packing something I do, mentally pack ahead of time. Like I'm mentally packing what I'm going to take on my trip in July to Italy. It's April, folks. <laughs> but mentally packing for that. But a couple of polos, I would, uh, I pack all my favorite t-shirts. Like I love like plain tri-blend t-shirts from American Apparel. My favorite one's about 10, 12 years old. Those uh, pair of just pajama pants and that's essentially it. Like, it wouldn't be anything dependent, like, unless I have to do something that requires, like, a, a suit or a jacket or a blazer that I'm not already wearing to the airport. Like, that would be it. Okay. A, a, a book. That's it. Like, that's it. So, we know what we kind of gave you leading up to the airport. You're at the airport. Highly recommended if you travel, travel with a light jacket on for a couple of reasons. One, from its function, one, from a style standpoint, it's just from a, from a guy, a jacket kind of finishes your silhouette. It doesn't necessarily need to be an actual blazer, but a denim jacket with pockets, a five pocket, a four pocket, uh, field jacket which is one of my favorites because when you go through security 
and they say you have to empty out your pockets, you just stuff everything in your jacket pockets. You take the jacket off once, put that on the security belt, it goes through, you put the jacket back on, phones there, headphones are there, keys, everything that's in your pockets are back on you in one foul swoop. Another easy way to get through uh, to get through security, but also in planes are chilly. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> planes are chilly. And so to have that jacket on to cover you or to cover the young lady sitting next to you, whether you just met her or you met her 10 years ago, is always a bonus for, as a gentleman. The, the jackets are, and it's, it just feels better. Like just have, I'm a pocket person, everything goes in his pockets. So now, this travel journey, you, this travel hack, you done made it right, you got your packed toiletry bag, you have your duffel bag or your carry-on, you booked your ticket to Minneapolis, but you're really going to Atlanta. Uh, you get to the airport, but you got to get to the airport. Yes. We keep forgetting steps. The airport, get into the airport. First and foremost, you want to save money. Find a friend, a reliable friend. Yo, you can take him to the airport. Depending on what your status is like, you want to get to the airport. My, my missus likes to cut it a little closer than I prefer. But I think she likes she to get it. it. But she, because we got clear, we, we can we can get there a half, we can get to the airport a half hour before they start boarding and be okay. Get to the airport, have a friend take you, easiest way. Take mass transit if possible. Yes. Uh, Atlanta actually has a really good, if you can get to mass transit, it drops you off right inside of the terminal, not inside the terminal, inside the airport, where you just go downstairs and you're in baggage clean. Does New York have that? I mean, you uh, LaGuardia. I mean, uh, so if you if you guys are in well, just, if you're in any major city, they should have something. 10, yeah, you're gonna have a way to to get to the airport. Um, in New York, if you are for any of our listeners in New York, if you are going to LaGuardia, you can take the bus. Um, especially if you're uptown, if you, as long as you can get to uptown, you can usually take a bus. Now you're gonna have to give yourself an extra thirty to forty minutes hour. Just based on, on, on <laughs> an hour. <laughs> um, but it's not really a bad a bad trip to um, to LaGuardia. If you guys are going to JFK, you can definitely take the subway. Um, when I was a concierge in New York, that was one thing that I would recommend if you were okay with that and you didn't mind getting up a little bit earlier. The train is definitely going to be much faster than the bus, even though it doesn't seem like it. Um, going to JFK, if you are taking a bus, would be hellish so i know Norwich international you can definitely take it um there new jersey transit there yes. i know san francisco you can take the bart take to the, bar. yep. the train and I, I think that's it that's all the ones i know of and then your final not final result but the other result would be to uh take time but some type of ride share uh atlanta just actually made a drastic change they're redoing their whole entire airport and they actually cut down their parking because of the the influx of rideshare, you can Uber pool, you can Uber pool Express if you have time. There's a little bit of a gamble. Um, I would just directly Uber there. Uh, just in driver has the directions. You just kind of go. You can sit back in the back of the the car and just go ahead and get started on your novel. Check your emails and you're like, hey, your your last minute self selfie on the way to the airport. And so. The other option is you can actually drive to the airport and park. That can get a little expensive. That's not a, that's not an option I would recommend. Yes. So, we got you packed. We got you to the airport. We got you inside the airport through security. The oh, sorry. There's a hack. In Atlanta, the hack for getting to the airport is if you don't have to check a bag, which you shouldn't, unless you're on a long trip, if you don't have to check a bag to avoid the mayhem at the domestic drop-off, because they're doing construction and all stop it at Atlanta is the busiest airport in the world, right? Yeah. Yep, last year was the biggest airport in the world. You go through the international terminal. Caveat, international terminal does not have clear and the international terminal only has regular hours for pre-TSA. There's not going to be a real line there anyways. 
there's not gonna be real line there anyway but you go through that terminal you go through and then you, you still access the same trains and everything it's just a lot easier for your uber driver to pick to drop you off and getting ahead of ourselves a little bit on your return trip if you're ever flying into atlanta to avoid their ride share and domestic take the train in the opposite usually the opposite direction to the international terminal and call your uber there a little less congested and your rate might be a little low, uh, lower because they're not the big surge of everyone getting there. The also the other hack on the return side, if you wait 30 minutes after flight lands, depending on how busy the airport is. I did this in Philly. Mm. I waited 30 minutes. My rate dropped significantly because oh. it was after the surge. So you got your packed, you got you to the airport. And back, apparently. So and, a, and back. A's <laughs> jumping all over the place here. Uh, and... <laughs> And we got you through security. You get through security. Now you're hungry. Another hack is you bring your own snacks. Definitely bring your own snacks. I got, uh, I always need snacks. I got a bottle of water, which you can't bring. You got to buy a bottle of water on the other side of security. But I spent like $13, $14 on like a couple of granola bars trying to be a little healthy. So that's one of those. Just, so now you're in the airport. You find your term, You find your gate. And you're sitting there like, okay, great. You probably are boarding. If you've got a lesser ticket, if you're not a frequent flyer, you're probably in the later group. Here's where skip lag in this later group hack needs to come into play. Usually planes don't have enough space for everyone to have a carry-on, regardless of what they say. There's not enough physical space. And so if Delta boards by zone, so they'll go, you know, premium, sky miles, Zone 1, Zone 2, Zone 3, Zone 4. I've had Zone 4 tickets. Knowing that I'm in, I need to get off at the, the landing. I need to get off that first stop in the in the flight. I'll board an early zone. Guess what? No one checks. I've not been told, sir, you can't board on the zone. Put your headphones in and act like you belong in that zone. Now... Full disclaimer, don't try to board in premium or or sky priority. Try like zone two. <laughs> don't don't get out of hand with this. Try zone two. Well and also bear in mind that so he is doing Delta. So if you are with uh Southwest or you're flying uh Southwest will check just because people pay for they have to pay for boarding early since they don't Hence have why I'm with Delta. Full disclaimer, Southwest is not a sponsor of this podcast, neither is Delta. But I have preferences. <laughs> yes, most definitely. And, and even with with how you travel, depending on the frequency for your travel, because the average person, we understand, is probably not traveling as much. On a month-to-month basis, you guys are traveling at least twice between the two of you guys. Yes. So it's a little bit different for you guys who are going on vacation. Like, you guys needing clear is probably not going to necessarily seem like it's a beneficial thing because you're paying how much was clear $120 I think I think so and that's per year isn't it yep so you're paying $120 uh, I think every two years okay so you're paying $60 every year essentially but then you pay 120 up front and so you may not think that that's beneficial to you until you realize oh man I travel four times I'm gonna travel four times over the next four years and that that can be that much more beneficial mm-hmm. and then um, you see people like me just wait where did he come from why yeah. does he have a personal escort um so yeah so you have those things even if it's just for some clout like feeling <laughs> um but secondly it also is important to understand that when it comes to preferences I, I know i get it guys you're probably looking for the lowest rate possible um when you're traveling so i get that uh, but at that same space you want to bear in mind that we find with certain airlines do the necessary research on the front end when you're uh, looking to travel so that you understand the benefits and the detriments so that you can to have a preference. Um, and generally speaking, just knowing these things on the onslaught is beneficial for you for future travel. So you may find a lower rate on, let's say, JetBlue or uh, what's the other uh, cheap airline? Spirit. Or Spirit, <laughs> right? So you get the Spirit. Spirit will always advertise $89 flights. It's great. It's amazing until you start thinking about the additional Airtrain. Costs. Right, so well, air training is a little bit more expensive, but like even now, if you are traveling um, on Spirit, you may 
hop on spirit get the the deal for $89 but you still have to pay for a carry-on carry-on maybe $50 you may pay for um, you may pay for moving to the front of the line that's another $30 so they're taxing you for everything and before you know it your ticket total comes to $189 when you could just booked on Delta or depending on where you're flying, or Southwest, or American, or whatever that cheaper flight may have been, um, that would have allowed for a free check, one free check back. So it's, it's important to understand those uh, to those things um, when you are when you're when you're um, looking for the ticket as well as we we step back. Also, want to make sure that if you guys are traveling. And you guys are just planners and you guys want to get to the airport earlier. And maybe let's say you don't want to invest in clear because you're just not traveling that much. But you don't want to just wait in the standard area where everybody else is. Um, Some of you guys may or may not know about airport lounges. And airport lounges are a good one. Are a cool hack for you to kind of get this VIP treatment um, and feel a little bit... um, a little bit more of an ease type of travel situation. This is also extremely beneficial if you know that something is going to be delayed. Um, I always say it's it's best in the winter time, especially to have access to a airport lounge because they're going to be unexpected delays due to snow, ice, or any other element that is going to come into um, into play there. Um, so I had a very nice experience with an airport lounge, okay. and I, I didn't. I knew they existed. I just never paid them no mind. Yeah. And it was when we were actually flying to London, mm-hmm. and we got there just because of like you know international security, you know check and all that stuff. We had got there a little early, and our flight was delayed, not significantly. I think it was like delayed like forty minutes or something like that. Oh, wow. And when you have a six-hour flight ahead of you, like forty minutes is nothing. Mm-hmm. So, and we weren't in a huge rush. We didn't have to get somewhere on the tail end of that flight. And so we went upstairs to this lounge. We were flying out of JFK. Went upstairs to this lounge. I said, this shit is nice. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh. They was like, hi, Mr. Harris? Mrs. Harris? What can we do for you? Yeah. Like, we were like, uh, can we... Eggs? I don't eat eggs, but I mean, eggs were in the menu. Pancakes. Like, I had a, uh... I think I had a biscuit and something. I was like, oh, this is nice. Like, I took pictures. Like, you saw the planes, like, you know, leave. And the sun, and it was early, so the sun, the sun rose. I was like, this is this is nice. And so coming back, we actually had the same thing. But as soon as we got into the lounge, we sat down. And they come get you and say, hey, your, your, your plane's getting ready to start boarding. You might want to start gathering your things. And guess what? We didn't have to pay for anything. Mm. When you're in the lounge... <laughs> one, of the, one, one, one of the cons of, of it being spring and having the windows open and trying to record but the, I was like this was nice I was like I now understand like the lounges like I get it I just don't have that time most of the time because we were arriving 30 minutes before the flight boards yeah so just bear in mind guys again if you're that planner if you're the person who wants to get to you know to the airport early you can go to different um, lounges now there's several different ways that you can do this um, you can buy a day pass. Um, some uh, airlines like Alaska, you can buy one day pass um, to their airlines boardroom lounges for $45. American Airlines charges $50 for a lounge uh, access while Delta and United um, charge $59. Um, they get this information. I do want to always make sure that we give reference to where we're citing our sources from with smarttraveler.com. Um, and so for you guys who, if you are trying to travel internationally, like uh, Adrian was, you may want to look at loungepass.com, which sells passes with uh, hundreds of lounges worldwide. Uh, and those can go for about $19.50. Um, However, that may have uh, been upgraded. If you do fly frequently like, um, you know, Mr. Misfit does with a particular airline then you definitely want to look at what their frequent fire mileage you know benefits are because you may actually have access to a lounge and you didn't even know right no so um make sure that you uh check that out or you can do a third-party vendor um and we actually used to offer this uh, when i was a concierge um for a corporate client we also we offered priorityPass.com. it's not sponsored again 
um, and you can pay for that travel for $399 a year and you get free unlimited access to all the clubs uh, within their network and you will have to pay extra money for a guest so just bear in mind that it's usually like $30, $30. Um, if you don't then you can pay $249 for 10 free visits um, with each additional visit costing $27 or you can buy a $99 membership and then pay $27 each time you go which is what I would probably recommend if you're not a business traveler um, just because you can benefit uh, from that $100 for the year um, and when you are going to spring break tell your friends yo you want to drop me this this little 35 spot I got you in get the lounge. Into, into the lounge we can chill before we take this trip to Miami you can definitely pregame in the lounge so you can pregame in the lounge don't get drunk on they will they would not let you on the plane yeah. if you're beyond a top you know a certain yeah. level of intoxication so up to this point we got you book the flight we got you to the airport That's we pack. got you packed book the flight packed to the airport we got you through security we got you into the VIP lounge we got you at the gate boarded in the zone early in you you get on the plane and you're now in the plane you're strapped in. Okay. Bags up above. You're strapped or in. Or below. <laughs> strapped in, right? Snacks come by. You can always ask for additional snacks. When they come down with the food. You can always ask for additional, like, hey, can I get a bottle of water? Like, And you can also, here's the other, I can't believe I didn't say this. Why didn't you remind me? So, because you have a carry-on, because you have like a little bag with you, you can actually bring your own liquor on the flight. It's discouraged by some airlines, but you can make your own drink. You can get you can get the like now. Got to be the little bottles. Don't be bringing pints. Right. Don't be around here bringing pints. But you can be the little bottles as long as it's sealed, and they will allow. It's a it's a liquid that is approved, and you can make your own rum and coke. Mm. I remind you, I didn't know. That. Thank <laughs> you, you can make your own rum. You can make your own whiskey sour. Mm. <laughs> so well, if you know how to mix it, we'll talk about some cocktails. <laughs> So we're gonna do. Uh, we got you there. You can always ask for extra snacks. What usually helps, in my perspective, and I've actually taken this very seriously in the past couple of trips, is I actually dress up a little more than normal. Mm-hmm. I used to have a travel uniform, which was like a really comfortable T-shirt, cashmere hoodie. Yes, it was really a cashmere hoodie. It was a hack. Fancy cashmere hoodie. You put that hoodie on. You kind of curl up in the corner and lean like. Everything, or you, if it gets a little warm, you can take that off. Fold sure. it. You can fold the you can fold the sweatshirt inside of the hoodie, and now you got yeah, a pillow. So, I've actually changed a little bit and started traveling in super comfortable, a little more dressed up clothes. Like my last trip to Philadelphia. Excuse me, my last trip to New Jersey. I had on some tweed pants with side adjusters, so there was no belt. I had a cashmere turtleneck on and a blazer very uh very not james bond the sean connery like okay. with the with the with, i got some salt i got a salt and pepper beard for those who don't who, who don't know who i am i got a salt and pepper beard and it was very like oh it was very pleasant to be received by staff mm-hmm. and so when i there was not a problem when i says hey can i have the whole bottle of water yeah, and they were like, "Oh, for you, sir? Sure." <laughs> and also a great, uh, a great trick that, like, little hack that I didn't think about that was really cool. Um, that I thought about was the ink when they um, have their Article Twenty One travel hacks that uh, experienced business travelers say they use when they hit the road was one to bring something for the flight pump. Like, oh, wait a second, <laughs> I'm, I'm really listening to this one. Bring a bag of candy or just, you know, even a, maybe like some thank you cards. Even one of those little things like just saying, hey, I appreciate you as a as a flight attendant. Yo, lemon drops. It's not for you. Not the alcohol. <laughs> no, lemon no, drops. Sour, like, sour lemon drops, that's what Mr. Smith is like. But bring, bring some candies. Bring like a little... Thank you bag. Like, it doesn't have to be anything. Individually wrapped candies. Individually wrapped. You know that the, on a flight for 747 is going to be um, three flight attendants, two pilots, um, and then one, I think, supervisor. All together, like seven. You can bring ten just to be 
be safe. So who who gets this? When does this get distributed? As soon because as I'm gets super. To the plane, so that person that you see, like you come in hey, the pilot to the left, that person that greets you right yeah, there. Hey, I, hey, I brought this. I brought this for the crew. Definitely using that the next trip. You're getting ranked. Who knows what you're getting by the time? They, my lord. I'm um, definitely using that for the next so, trip. So, so yeah. So I want you guys to think about that. Also, another travel hack: if you guys are traveling anytime that's going to be more than four hours, um, I recommend not going to sleep the the, the previous day, um, because you'll sleep on the plane and it will not mess up a lot of your sleep cycle, um, which can be jet jet lag is real. Is I, I have no personal experience with jet lag. Okay, it was real. Um, on my flight to Dubai, it was an 18 hour, 18 hour flight. Um, there's no way that I was gonna sleep that long just off GP. So if you are taking a long flight, hold on, stop, pause. 18 hours solid all flight time, or did you stop somewhere? We did not stop. Yo, so eight, you were in the fucking air for 18 hours, 18 yo. Hours. I'm lying. Maybe it was 16. Sorry. You were in the air for. Because so my return flight from London was eight hours. Yeah, sixteen. I damn near lost my mind. No, so so again, bring something to do. Um, <laughs> but also, I recommend on those spaces what I did. I'm not advocating for drugs, but I did take an Ambien. Um, and I I slept literally twelve hours. Woke up, I watched a movie. I, I'm sorry, I woke up at eight. Watched a half of a movie, went back to sleep, and when I awoken, was awakened again, it was because we were getting ready to land. Um, I did not do that Sorry, on the return. I did not do that on the return, and I slept eight hours, and that next eight hours was very long, to say the least. It was torturous. So that brings me to my next hack on the travel. You've done slept. You've been in that, and they put you... Literally, a plane is a round steel tube that's pressurized. Yeah. There's no fresh air in a plane. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. There's no fresh air in a plane. And so, especially if you're landing and you want to hit the ground running, you need to refresh your skin. You need to refresh your face. Women mm. women do a very good job at this. Mm. Guys, we suck at this. Women, like, you'll see it like, hey, put your tray tables up, and, and they'll break out the little makeup kit, and they'll... Do all that stuff, right? I've, I've seen it. I've seen, like, ponytails come out all of a sudden. I'm like, wait a second. You didn't look like that when you boarded the plane. <laughs> but one of the things that you want to do is inside your pockets is have your refresh kit. It could be, you know, face wipes. Uh, dude wipes is a really uh, good face wipe. I've used those heavily during the summer. Very cleansing. They don't leave your face really dry afterwards. To get that grit and stuff and I, I actually found out dude wipes uh my first summer in new york i was like oh i need something to whoosh. yeah and i have a bald head too so it's a lot of square inches and that's, I got a bald head. Okay, sorry. <laughs> that's a lot of square inches to cover but that you want to hit a moisturizer and you want to freshen up your breath because you like michael andrew said he was asleep for 12 hours wow. now we all know what morning breath is like so there's a couple ways you can go about this i personally like i prefer a window seat because i like the view but I hate getting up and telling people to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I travel with the missus, I usually get the aisle seat uh, for a little more leg room. And you can A, go to the bathroom, freshen up. Crest has these little toothbrushes called whiffs. Mm-hmm. And they have a, like, a little dot of toothpaste on it. You can, And it's just enough where it's a self-contained. That's a really good uh, thing. Listerine has the strips. Yep. Those are really good. I am getting away from chewing gum. That's a really good, like, freshener. Especially if you didn't eat anything, it's just like, hey, let me freshen. You hit the face, you wipe the face, you can wash the face, or not wash it, with the wipe, you use a wipe, you clean up the face, you put some moisturizer on. Uh, Some people, at that time, they'll switch from glasses to contacts Mm. because their eyes, they don't want their eyes to dry out. So that, you pound some water to refresh the, you know, I always drink a lot of water when I travel because I don't want to, um, Dehydrate, and so you do all that. You throw in a little bit of a uh, little cologne, freshen up, and then now you get back to your seat like I'm here. You're awake. And so you get off the plane. I'm here. Like I now I arrived. You put the shades on, even if you have caught that red eye. You put the shades on, and it's like I have arrived. Yes, I have physically arrived. You step off the plane, and always, always say thank you for your service. Thank the staff because. As we discovered today, 
Were you here for this conversation earlier? Oh, really? About how flight attendants only make like nine dollars oh, an hour. Oh, they only make nine dollars. Yes. I think they make more than that. But it's fifteen probably now. But I think it's nine. more than. That. I'm determined it's more than that. But you know, if you figure, if you ever been in the service industry, and it, it means everything, especially when they have that tough a day. Imagine a flight carries how many people? 150. Yeah, I think minimum. 150. So if they're sitting there and they're doing four or five rounds uh, a day. So just we had the intern look it up. <laughs> 12 hours uh, for seven hours pay. Median salaries for flight attendants are about $37,000 with starting salaries at 16000 as of 2014. Um, I don't know why we got these old um, intern. What are you doing? All right, thirty-eight thousand. So between twenty-three and twenty-five thousand now. So that's right, not twenty-five. So you're roughly making about fifteen dollars an hour. So that works. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, you're making less than fifteen dollars an hour. You're probably making around twelve. Because right, it's, it's twelve-hour twelve-hour work, but for only seven hours of pay. All right. So beyond that, always think, always think the uh, the staff, always think the flight attendants, the pilot, especially the pilot. Like, if you get to see them, like, thank those. Be very courteous. Like I said, unless you have a connecting flight, um, you know, just be cordial because we're all we're all crammed into this steel tube. And so you get off the flight. You're refreshed. You have arrived, right? You ready. Like, you in Miami. You in that city. You're like, all right, I'm refreshed. I done did everything that the podcast told me to get. The one thing we didn't tell you before you left is to book your hotel. And we're going to actually be talking about that next week. So make sure that you check us out next week. Before we get up out of here, we got to do our post-it notes. Post-it notes. Post-it, 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 post-it. All excited about notes. post-it notes. Yo, did I show you this post-it note? So sorry. We, we, we're in our house. Well, we're in my house. Yo, that's a post-it note. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can put a lot more on post-it notes. <laughs> that's a post-it note. I'm sorry. Kidding. I got a four, a five by eight size post-it notes. I love these things. So yeah, that's gonna be our new intro for the post it, post it, post it, post it, post it notes. <laughs> All right, you got yours, or you want me to go? Then I want you to go first. All right, so my post-it note is similar to what we were talking about on that topic. Is a single word. It's called move. With the season changing, there's a lot of movement. There's a lot of movement in nature. There's movement in people. People are becoming more active. We're asking you, or I'm demanding of you, listeners, to be to be mobile, to be movement, to move. Get up and walk. Move something. Uh, create movement by your words. Create movement by your inspirations. Create movement. Move people, not not physically. I mean, if that's what you do. If you're a bouncer, you need to move people. But, I mean, motivate people. Drive people to do more. Uh, and also imply and show movement. Like with the seasons changing, I'm so excited. Uh, Michael and I, he, he he he's over here checking me a little bit because I'm all about seersucker and linen for the summer. He's copying me. Just, I'm more for about linen My, a from a functionality for, standpoint. Well, I'm a seersucker for love. And I'm a I'm, I'm a I'm a linen type dude. And Spring so, summer hacks. We'll talk about this. And so like I have on a seersucker shirt today. I had on one yesterday. And that movement, and not to mention. Michael Andrew knows this best. Summer dresses come out, maxi dresses come mm. out, that movement mm. and everything like that is something that, you know, the the nature and the environment around you starting to come awake, you know. You're going to start to see that nice summer breeze. You're going to start to see flowers bloom. You're going to start in Atlanta, you'll see a lot of pollen. A lot of <laughs> yellow, yes, a lot of pollen yellow. Yellow uh, pollen. You'll see people out and about. You'll see you know, my, my little sister has a uh, has a newborn about four or five months, and, like, I know that newborn's going to start to see a lot of outside, <laughs> partially because my sister has to go back to work. But, uh, you know, things start to emerge. Things start to move. And so I challenge everyone to move, mm. whether that means, you know, get out on a bike, take the kids out, get the dog outside, or just walk. In New York, the, the, the hack for New York was, and this happened in New York before, they had above ground, uh, underground Wi-Fi service. Like I would get off a couple stops early, especially it's a nice day and like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna I'm walk a couple of blocks so that way I can make a phone call mm-hmm. uh, to move. And that's if I already didn't decide, hey, I'm gonna walk across the Brooklyn Bridge from Manhattan to Brooklyn home yeah. for work. 
So that's my post-it note. One simple word, move. With a lot. I thought he was going to have an acronym or something. No, it could be move. And so the other thing is you can, you know, that's one of those like, hey, move, move. Like it's all types of like, hey, move, not excuse me, move. Like it's just straight up move. So that's my post-it note. Well, so I'm going to piggyback on what he just said for mine, and that is be prepared. Uh, Everything that we were talking about was preparation, essentially. Uh, Even if you're not a planner, you can still prepare, right? Certain planners are going to have everything down to the most minute detail, but if you are prepared for uh, what you want or what you are anticipating, then, you know, like like the OGs would tell you, if you stay ready, you don't have to worry about getting ready. So when we're talking about getting your passport we're talking about just having your travel bag already ready i mean in all honesty if you get all full bottles of something you know in the travel size you're probably not going to use those things like you think you are to have those refreshing kits so that you can be prepared as soon as you get off of your plane so that if you have a meeting that is happening right then which has happened for several friends and myself um, as soon as you're getting off the plane due to delays or other uh, things beyond your control, you are still ready to go. If you were prepared by... Got, got our friends coming. They, they're coming back. Yeah, man, just park anywhere. Just park anywhere. You know? <laughs> uh, if you're prepared in, in with your style, like you know what travels well and what you can just kind of um, step out and go in, all these things are going to be beneficial for you. And they're going to offer the opportunity for you to take advantage that of opportunity that, that other people may not. Um, and then also just be prepared to rest. Preparing yourself for sleep and rest and or entertainment while you're on a plane. All these things are going to keep you from uh, becoming stressed, from um, feeling bored. And bored can lead to a lot of other uh, feelings. Um, and will make sure that you are feeling good as soon as you step off the plane. So... Bonus material, completely unscripted, well, nothing's really scripted, but unexpected, is when you're traveling, prepare, Netflix allows you to download episodes. And so I would encourage you, especially if you have a long flight, download anything and everything. Just like, not even sure, don't download the exact hours of, you know, like, hey, I got an 18-hour flight, I'm only going to download 18 hours. Download as much as you, download as much as you can. Download podcasts, download all that information, and Keep a, a I travel with hardcover books. Keep a notepad and stuff like that. I do some of my best thinking in two places: in the shower and on a plane. Mm. I have sent this gentleman here, Michael Andrew, long narrated <laughs> text messages yeah, coming off of a plane. So oh, that's where they were at. Okay. Yeah, that's where <laughs> it was one of those like on the plane Makes because sense. you know planes do have Wi-Fi. I actually like the the feeling of being disconnected. Mm. Because it's my quiet time. Yeah. And so I like that, hey, you know what? I don't have to be connected to the to the world. So mm. uh, that is a hack. Some planes do have Wi-Fi. Some planes don't. Um, sometimes they're free. Sometimes they're not. So with that, we are going to bring episode number nine to a close. Episode 10, we're looking forward to it. Hotel hacks. Hotel double H. Hacks. H squared. H2. 2H. Hotel, Hotel hacks. I like that. Okay. All right. We'll figure out the title. We appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, catch us on social media. Catch us on email. Uh, this stuff will be up on IG. Anchor, we appreciate you for hosting our podcast. And we're out of here. Peace.